Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is Ian, the professor. <laughs> oh, you wish. <laughs> and today we are joined by a very special guest and it is not Cousin Max. We are branching out. Whoa. We are joined today by none other than Rich Lee. That's right. It's a whole new world. Bringing the adverb on. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So we are mixing it up today and enjoying ourselves a fantastic Allagash Curio. Mm. Prompted by one of our listeners. Yeah, Sean. <clears throat> Sean, yeah. Who not only gave us a glowing review, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to put that in the cover of my memoir. He was very, <laughs> very kind to us. Um, uh, had asked us about any barrel-aged beers that we've enjoyed. And uh, we went to one of our, one of my personal old standby favorites, uh, and I don't think that anyone would necessarily disagree with me that it's a fantastic beer. Well, I'm going to thank Sean because of, the, uh, of having this happen for the episode that I'm in because <laughs> I squealed like a schoolgirl in the kitchen earlier when discussing what beer will we be drinking? Alagash Curio. Mm. And that was, that was delightful. Yeah, we thought about Pilsner and uh, <clears throat> decided against it and went, went big instead. We no so did home. not think about Pilsner, <laughs> especially <laughs> not at this time of year. No. Um, but we've talked about Allagash quite a bit, but we have not yet done one of their Never beers. featured them, yeah. Which is sad, because if you look in my beer cabinet, they are well represented. Mm, Allagash is always good. We've talked about field tripping up there and going to Hill Farmstead along the way. Um, and I know that Curio has come up before, so I'm very, very glad that we've gotten to try it. The, the one we're drinking today was bottled in March of 2012, this year. And just to be honest... It rings in at 11% ABV. So in about an hour, let's just say that in about an hour, this is going to be a funnier us. podcast. We'll <laughs> all be giggling like schoolgirls in an hour. So that's a good time. Uh, the first time I had the Allagash Curio was recently after graduating from college. I was back from Boston living recently, in Philadelphia. Recently, that's so optimistic. Well, all right. Uh, I guess it wasn't that recently. Getting old. No matter what you tell the ladies, that's not true. And we all know it. My great distinguished beard. Uh, anyhow, I went to one of Philadelphia's first and finest beer bars, Monk's Cafe. Mm. Uh, fantastic frites, mussels, really good stuff. Uh, I've also had the hottest wings I've ever had in my life there. They have a really diverse menu. They have a great menu, really great food, and of course, fantastic beer. And they've got this little back bar area. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you walk in, there's a big bar, and it's kind of a long building. Uh, it's one of those like row homes in Philly. And so if you keep walking back, they have a smaller bar. Uh, and I was sitting there. I was at the bar. I was by myself. just wanted to have a good drink, try something new. I had recently gotten back from my European adventures, actually. Uh, so I was probably home on summer break or something like that. And uh, it was recommended to me by the bartender. And I said, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Sounds really good. And they popped it open. They brought out the big old bottle when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thirsty. That's cool. 11%. I hardly even knew what that meant at the time. First thing that it hit me like was It means like drinking just this, a whole bottle of wine. That's <laughs> what it means. This overwhelming potency from the bourbon. Uh, and I don't know if I've either, my palate has changed or if their recipe has changed. And I've heard both. Uh, I know that my palate has changed, but I've also heard that they're, the bourbon just doesn't kick as much anymore. Um, so for myself, it like it burned like doing a shot of bourbon for wow. that first sip. And at first I was very overwhelmed by it. But by the 
second or third glass it was pretty <laughs> spectacular you're pretty much smooth after that yeah, yeah it was like there, <laughs> nothing could stop me there was one i tried was a was stonewall stout it was actually um <clears throat> it was a bourbon aged stout it was from california like it was like we've been aged in barrels made from redwoods and it had like the giant tree with the car going through it from the 50s nice, nice. and i'm thinking okay stout bourbon aged let me give it a shot and it literally did taste like drinking a sh- like a straight glass of bourbon with like the smoothness, with some carbonation, with like just like this that that kind of like smoothness you get from a stout, and I'm going like this is really good, but really strong at the same time. Like I didn't know what I was exactly drinking, but it was good. Yeah, I I found that with these type of beers, I I, I like the ones that are a little more balanced. Like I, I I've gone through a bunch ever since with beers like that, with with this one with Curio, with uh, Victory's Dark Intrigue. I found one. I try to find different ones, and I found that the balance is the best. Where you get enough where you're still getting... It's still beer. It's still beer, but you're still getting that bourbon flavor. I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I've seen beers where you literally taste like you're having a glass of bourbon. Right. Or you're just kind of getting just that little twinge maybe on an aftertaste. And you're like, was I'm not, what's, what was the point of drinking this? I could have just gotten the regular beer and paid a lot less money. That was, I did a blog about one a while back, probably before I knew, well, let's be honest, it's before I met Ian, so I don't know that I had had bourbon at that point in time, but it was a... That's why I'm the professor. I just teach people things. They You're meet just going to push this nickname am, until yeah. it sticks. But they meet me and they just start trying more stuff, and I think it's great. I call it enabler. All right, but that's not as cool as a moniker. Yeah. <laughs> Being um, the enabler, oh, yeah, I've got a nice ring. Enabler or teacher? I think teacher seems more redeemed, more more uh, more refined. But teachers don't dress as well as Ian does. That's, that's why, why we, I'm the professor. That's yeah, why we so call them the professor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was a Widmer Brothers, and I remember that uh, it came in a box. So it was a bottle so in a box. box beer. And no, it was a, a is really. Gonna, is that going to be a new thing? <laughs> box wine, box beer. And it was called bourbon. Um, and so I did it in the winter because it seemed like, ah, it was appropriate. And I thought it was quite nice, but it was probably at that point in time. And I know that again, my standards have changed significantly. Uh, but it was probably the most I had spent on a bottle of beer up until then. And I think it was maybe $21 or something. I mean, that's that's not an inexpensive bottle. I've met McKellar since then. Even I might shy away from that at times, depending on, uh what it was the season the occasion yeah. and what the beer is yeah but i i really liked it and that started that started me down the the bourbon barrel i don't um i don't seek it out but if i see it on a menu i pretty much know it's a it's going to be a good shot <laughs> but when you guys have both now talked about stouts that are aged in bourbon barrels i don't think i've ever had that before get ready <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good night yep all right we're going to we're going to pop bottles. Yeah. Popping bottles. It's our favorite sound. <laughs> this is the thing about Allagash. This is why. Yes. Mm. Uh, this is why it's one of my favorites to take to BYOs. Because nothing says, you know, we're having ourselves we're a serious dinner. <laughs> like hearing that pop. This is like, it's like we're classy, but we're going to get drunk. Also, That's... one of my favorite holiday gifts for people. You know, if you're going as a hostess, you know, hostess gift or something. You it's show Halloween up. when you go as a hostess. <laughs> They just went out of business. I know. Don't say it. No oh. more Twinkies. Oh, I'm not exactly sad about that. It's the Mayan apocalypse. It's coming true. You know, what's good, though, is like, even though they went out of business and stopped producing, you still have like 50 or 60 years to eat all that back product because they don't go bad. Why do I want to put something that does not go bad in my body? 
Moving along. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's not go back. <laughs> You're just going to say there's nothing appropriate to say and pretty much. Okay. Well, I don't know. Sorry. There's always something like I see about lo- lo- like the gel icing you get on ice cream cakes. We eat it, yet it can stain your fingers for the next two months. And it scares me. Think that that thought that something that could actually. Yeah, but ruin think how the strong that stomach acid is. Like that stuff can just tear through anything, basically. I like to think of it as you have two months of a happy memory associated with why ever you got that ice cream cake in the first place. <laughs> yeah, either you look like you murdered someone or a smurf, smurf, depending on what color you've gotten on your hands. That's all That's all the sad memories now. We were like talking hostess went out of, went out of business. I just said smurf. Murder, murder, smurf. Smurf, smurf. Smurf. Well, Smurfette died. The voice of Smurfette died. I so. didn't know that. And the count. Yeah. That was a while ago. Oh my gosh, Rich Lee! I know you're such a sunshine you in my life. I know. This is, why is it that you're such? The... This is terrible. I'm gonna have to. I should be happier. I'm drinking awesome beer. I should be like <laughs> talking about sunshine and unicorns drinking this beer. Remember right now. that time that the unicorns started pooping rainbows? Yeah, let's go back to let's that. Let's go back to yeah, that. Yeah, but My Little Pony's dead too. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, My Little. He's pony, like the Care Bears don't pony. care anymore. The, <laughs> the gummy bears don't bounce. <laughs> not here. Not there. Not there. Not anywhere. We are here ruining your childhood today on the Microbrew Review. The Thundercats are still awesome. The Thundercats will never die. Hey-oh. <laughs> I liked He-Man when I was a kid, which is a little scary. I know because I was a little girl of four watching He-Man, but I watched it like two years ago. It is First still you, good, you, isn't you it? You really like guys in leather is what it's you're really so saying. It's so gay. I can't believe it. <laughs> For real. I was like, wow, my mom let me sit and watch this, but I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Okay. Oh, oh, don't even get me started on that one. We will go off on a tangent on that one. I watched Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead. My mom's like, Bart Simpson's going to corrupt you. And I'm like, I don't think Bart's the worst one out there. No, I was because I used to watch Snick, the Saturday Mm. Night Nickelodeon. And yeah. it was Clarissa, and then Roundhouse, Ren and Stippy, and then Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was, I was. And re- she was. She was very, very afraid, afraid of, of the dark. But I had to go downstairs from nine to nine thirty. I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. So <laughs> you had to be kicked out for Ren and Stimpy. I had to be kicked well, out. Well, honestly, and then you could come back for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Well, I mean, between the two of them, let's face it. I remember there, there was like you know that freakish close-up horrid shots that Ren and Stimpy had, like licking the back of a giant hairy man. And you're wondering, why is this being shown to kids? But yeah. Well, I guess Because it was a cartoon. Yeah. But it was on at 9 o'clock on a Saturday. Because it was animated. Saturday. That was before... As people... soon as you animate something, it's like, oh. That's yeah. for like, kids. That's for kids. Is that a penis? The no, it's animated. Just let the kids watch it. That'll be fine. Here you go. I'm going to go drown my sorrows there. That's what I liked about Kill Bill. Uh, at least a rumor that I heard. I can't verify it. But they had to do that one scene as animation... Because it would have been too bloody to pass the, yeah. uh, like the, the movie association. Yeah, they, w- they thing. wouldn't have the ratings. Well, that's ratings. why. That's why against the crazy eighty-eight, why it suddenly went black and white. Yeah, because it was in color and all the blood. They were like, no, all of that blood. You're gonna have to adjust the rating because of the severity of the violence. Yeah. Wow. So and Tarantino like a lot of it happened like, behind screens or like in the dark and stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know. She, Still killed, you know, everybody. <laughs> Still killed, like, 120 people just died. Ah, it's cool. It's PG. We'll play that right after Land Before Time. It'll be fine. But, it, but he Maybe just killed Before Time 107? I think that's what they're on <laughs> I right now. I think we're on right now. I feel so really, it's like the Land of Now. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. That was a great... I saw um, an anime... You know how Facebook puts out all those little freeze frames things? with the great yeah. one-liners or whatever? 
I loved Land Before Time. I still have a little yeah. foot stuffed animal, not going to lie. I don't sleep with it, but I still have it. And uh, Liar. It's getting points <laughs> back, by the way, for points that you may have lost being a Penguins fan years ago. Oh. That gets points back, but You continue. know, it's been like five years. You gotta... <laughs> the fact that she doesn't there... sleep with a stuffed animal or the fact that she still has one? <laughs> no, right. The fact that she still... Well, I'll let it slide because it's a little foot stuffed animal. That's a little, that's a little, that's a little private place in my heart there. I don't think I want you to know about private that private place. Private yeah. private okay, anyway. I compart- it's called an aorta. I, listen, I, I compartmentalize uh, above the whole area there, so. All right, so. Moving on. Uh, so there was one of those little postcards that had Littlefoot, the original, not the, you know, 20 years later that they're still marketing. Someone is totally making bank off of that. And he's sitting there all happy, and he looks, he's looking back at the camera, and he goes, look, a tree star! And it's got a marijuana leaf now that it's legal in some states. <laughs> and I was like, that is brilliant. I'm sorry. I love it. Well, because it's that generation that's that, that that's our generation that really wants wants some pot and that will smoke it and watch that movie again. <laughs> I think I may. You know how your mom saves that stuff tucked away in a box that you never ever want to admit the to. Pot mm-hmm. or <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, like the the mementos. I've actually mementos. been throwing a lot of that away lately. I've My been mom has saved all to... this stuff, and they recently got central air, so we've been going through the attic a lot to like make room for them to put it in. And there were all these boxes, and I was just like, trash, trash, trash. And she was like, don't you want that? And I was like, no. I finger painted when I was six. Like, what yeah. do you want for... I it's don't like, this remember looks awful, that. first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I don't remember doing it, so it's not like it holds, like, sentimental value for me. Also, it's terrible. <laughs> this is crappy. We were six. Still, look, I have no artistic it's integrity. Like, clearly, you don't like it enough that you're, like, displaying it, which I don't blame you for, but it's not doing any good shoved up in the attic here. Just throw it out. So, all my old trophies for sports. You can get rid of that. Oh, they're creepy. I have some stuff that we made out of food products that, you know, I'm pretty sure you know, that or whatever. there's been things in the attic eating over the years that is just uh. a little sketchy. <laughs> but up there, I know that I have one of the uh, Pizza Hut hand puppets mm. from Lamb. I have, it's Joan Sarah. Yes. yes. Oh, Sarah was a bitch. She was. She was terrible. I was so mad. No I'm one like, would be friends with her. I'm like, oh, great. My sister was Sarah. I always used to make fun of her and be like, you're like her. <laughs> <laughs> I was just mad because it was my favorite dinosaur. Not only was it yellow, but it was a bitch. And I'm like, oh, really? Triceratops. <laughs> I, blue and Triceratops. You made a yellow bitch Triceratops. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? This is terrible. This is utterly atrocious. But I have thankfully, to be honest. My second favorite I used, She was a little snarky. She yeah. was, undoubtedly. She had it rough, though. I mean, they were all orphans. You can't blame her. Well, how Littlefoot you, was, how only, would, was only the legitimate orphan. His she mom died yellow. like in front of him. Yeah, it's like it's. it's... Also, that T Rex like really had it out for him. <laughs> also, he's like a bite-sized snack. Whereas, if uh, it was the T Rex from Meet the Robinsons, where he's like, Tiny "I'm a big arm, head and little time. arms," <laughs> that would have been amazing. I love. I watch that scene all the time. Like that. Okay. Mo- that movie's I like the, everyone's like, "What the hell is that movie?" It was made by Pixar. They what? No one it knows so that good. movie. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, it's gorgeous. It it's hilarious. And I saw it in a movie theater that was completely empty except for me and my well, date. And I totally told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I called over. Because when we got our tickets, they actually radioed up to the booth to say, oh, you need to play the movie because oh, there was nobody them. there. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's right. Hey, 300 Biff, seats Biff, and we're go alone. Work. Oh, dude, seriously? Someone's going to see this? And the two yeah, adults dude. walk in to see this animated movie. Yeah, that was me. It's because my real estate agent sent me discount tickets if I went on a Wednesday night. So, of course, I went for my $2 movie tickets. And you tickets. know, you thought you, they thought you were going to do it. $2 movie? They thought you, you were really going to do it in the, the back of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> they totally thought you were going to start getting, uh, getting it on the back of the theater. Like, two adults How going into a kid's movie. 
totally didn't love the movie. Big head, little <laughs> arms, what? See, that's like the only part I saw, but my it came out when I was in college, and my roommate and I and his girlfriend would always just be like, why didn't you pick up the groceries? Or like whatever it was. Because you got a big head, little arms. <laughs> I think that's like the only line anyone remembers from the movie. I think that's like the it's least great. successful Pixar movie. He actually Pixar says, um, Master, I don't think you thought this through very well. Like six times. And so whenever I have a bad idea, that comes up. That comes up. But I also wish that people who aren't from our generation understood the higher, Petrie, higher, higher like a flyer. I use that phrase a lot. <laughs> and I just get blank I'm stares. I barely even know what you're talking about. The what, only, only, only the fact that we were just recently talking about the Land, Land Before, Before Time. Time. <laughs> Allows me to know that that is a line that is from that movie. How about this is a beer podcast? We've talked about <laughs> animated movies for the last eight minutes. I apologize for my influence on any of this, <laughs> as I'm almost even done my first glass of this. This so folks, we've been lying to you the entire time. We're all twelve. <laughs> uh, we're just dyslexic, and we can't tell yeah. if we're twelve or twenty-one. So we, well, we've just been drinking so much that we don't know how old we are. Well, I, come on, you, come on. Who wouldn't pay to either listen to or watch drunk twelve-year-olds? <laughs> I don't know. Terrible. Maybe like eight-year-olds would be better. Look at, look at this stuff on 12 YouTube. Twelve-year-olds would be like kind of awkward. You'd be like, ah. I don't know, because 20 twelve-year-olds, like 20-year-olds, here's where I'm going. Uh, twelve-year-olds are... <laughs> 12, it's called college. Twelve-year-olds, I don't know, because you have the cusp where they can still get into some danger at that point. Because like eight-year-olds, they don't know about a lot of the dangers. I feel like twelve-year-olds would be like, we should probably go steal a car now. Yeah, but that's but see, seems that, like the but that's the what if factor. Jump that, for them. that to me is like the NASCAR factor. It's like, why do you watch it? Because you're expecting danger. I mean, NASCAR. Why do you watch it? You like circles? No, you want to see a car. <laughs> you flip. love cars catching on fire and exploding. <laughs> yes. it's not that you're a huge fan of left turns. It's <laughs> yeah. actually okay. I gotta yeah. tell you, you're not you're not the South Pole driver. You just I want something amazed. to really. Well, you know, it, it's kind of telling. If they can build cars that are that safe, that go that fast and crash, and those guys just get out. They're like, well, that was, lost that was another car. <laughs> you know, like, oh, bring out the other one. Let me finish this race. That was $80,000. Like, what? Yeah, but, like, why do all the rest of the cars suck? <laughs> you mean, like, the ones on the road? Yeah, like the ones we actually drive at, you know, 40 miles per hour. Well, because you don't have billboards, like... Like emblazoned across your car that I'll have you. one if it means oh, yeah. you're giving it to me for free. I would, or if yeah. you're gonna like lock me up in that. I mean, well, they did that for a while as people. You had that girl that got like ten thousand dollars to like tattoo a billboard tattoo, on her yeah. midriff and walked around I have like a, South Beach. A little larger than it should be midriff. Can I charge a little extra for the <laughs> space? Please, uh, please. If, if, if it was amount of space, I should be charging. I should be charging quadruple. It's like I'm a millionaire. Here. Did you notice? I know. I could literally put be like I could put an advertisement for Titanic on my gut here. This is from drinking too much delicious beer. Too much, no such thing. So I'm going to bring it true. back just for a second. Uh, I encourage the next tangent after we touch base. <laughs> but Ian described his first curio experience mm. and said that it hasn't been as bourbony since then. What do yeah. you think of the 2012? Is have you had it yet this year? Yes. That was Probably. the most Almost thinking definitely. face I've ever seen you it was make. Awful, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I love this beer. I I'm I don't get a lot of bourbon out of it. I'll be honest. Okay, so what is that barrely oakiness that I'm getting? So it's not the bourbon from the bourbon barrel. It's more the barrel that I'm getting, or. I mean, I don't know what you're getting. Okay, I'm going to say this, and I know, or I'm going to cringe as I say it. So I apologize for being too honest, but we have one rule. In my house, in my life, it's called ABC, anything but Chardonnay, because I flipping hate Chardonnay. It is, 
a buttery thick mess that doesn't taste like anything in terms of like how to explain it it doesn't taste like the grape that's what i want when i'm drinking wine is to experience the grape and chardonnay to me tastes like the barrel it was sitting in um if you do it with a red wine i'm totally fine with those nice oaky barrels by all means the red wine can stand up to it but that i'm pretty sure that i sweat butter for three days after i have a glass of chardonnay sounds amazing it's <laughs> if it i'd were, just be licking myself <laughs> if it were bacon maybe <laughs> but not bread? like a cat i would just, just be get like some bread so just be like okay just wipe your brow with it with a loaf of rye what i taste when i taste this right now is that absolute butteriness that i get from the chardonnay but again because the beer is so mature and rich it can stand up to it it's okay in this case it's just not okay in those lame little grapes that they grow out in california oh i think i get what he's saying but this one um based on first experiences like the first experience i ever had was this with this it was a very slight taste it was actually a uh, friend of mine's wedding somebody Ooh, had gotten him a bottle that's a good old wedding it's like you know and that was even the wedding gift he just brought it and said like here's a bonus and they popped it open and there was a little bit left and i was looking at it going allagash this oh i, I need to try this i have not what is this delightful concoction that could be in this bottle because i loved anything else i've had from allagash and we said oh it's curio and i just said could you explain elaborate well, that's a little curious. more? curious. <laughs> Could we explain a little bit more there? And he said, "Oh, it's it's a like a bourbon age." And I went, Could, "Can I can I have some?" Because he was, you know, it's the groom. I don't want to be like, "Hey, me give me your stuff." He <laughs> was like, "Please, please, sir, may I have some more?" So he gave me. I had like a little bit at the bottom of the bottle, and it was flavor wise was good. But I will say, yeah, I haven't. I mean, that was the first time I had it. Was only about a year ago. So I don't know as many years There's ago. A fresh face to it. When, like when, when it might have been even more as far as bourbon flavor is concerned. But I will say, out of the different ones that I've tried, whether it be bourbon aged ale, I tried a bourbon aged barley wine, which, as far as I can say, I don't recommend for me because that does was, not even sound. But you know how I feel about barley wine. Yeah, so. and I'm not a barley wine fan either. I just figured bourbon aged. Let's get. Like I said, I just went through a phase after doing Curio and after Victory's Dark Intrigue. I'm like, let me find anything bourbon aged and just give it a shot. And that was my and shot. you were not displeased. Oh, God, that was awful. But, um, <laughs> but I've had, like I said, I've had beers either way. And, and I don't get a, a strong bourbon flavor from this. But I can say what you're saying. But maybe what you're picking up is that the kind of barrel. Because a lot of times bourbon, it's a smokier barrel. So right. you pick up the smokiness. Well, the cool thing there. about bourbon is by law, they can't reuse their barrels. So, so there's all these great barrels barrel, laying around. And they, they bottle it once. You know, they age it. And then they have to empty it and bottle it and then get rid of the barrel. I mean, they can do whatever they want with the barrel. They just mm. can't put more bourbon in it. That's pretty awesome. Uh, bourbon is like a very highly regulated substance uh, just because it's it's like champagne in France. You know, it can't be champagne if it's not grown in the champagne region. Right. Bourbon can't be bourbon if it's grown basically outside of, I want to say like Tennessee uh, or Kentucky. Um, and that's why they had. That's why it's like you know a, a bourbon whiskey or something like that because it's not quite you know it's like California champagne. Um, so there's very regulated, uh, but they they're not allowed to reuse their barrels. So I think that's why they probably get them for dirt cheap a lot of these places. And at first, at least, uh, now that there's a market for it, I'm sure these bourbon companies are saying, well, 
Yeah, we'll sell you a bottle. Or That's a probably why bre- breweries are selling them because last year, after after Victory was done brewing Dark Intrigue, they sold the barrels off. Well, oh. and they sold their barrels, which now contain their yeast strains as well. That's a big oh. deal. Uh, yeah. And homebrewers love stuff one. like that. There was a, they had a homebrew competition, and the first prize was uh, some barrels was that uh, had been used for something else, I think. And so, you, as a homebrewer, if you won, you got a barrel. That you got to brew your own stuff in now and like how cool could that be you've got the yeast strains from whatever awesome company it was plus you've got this bar this bourbon barrel that you know it's been sitting well, around i will say it's a little bit it, it, <clears throat> if you were someone to brew that that is quite an undertaking because from what i heard haverlin was a 52 gallon barrel wow so you would have to brew right we say barrels and like when i think of what a barrel is i'm thinking of like I'm thinking of the what guy you in the wear. cartoon that yes, wears it as like clothes, <laughs> but it's like it's a barrel that's probably as big as this room. Yeah, it's just huge. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm sure pieces. they have different size barrels too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can I do my monologue bit where I read the side of the bottle because it's fantastic? Sure. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> wow. We'll Take a nap. Here. All right. We'll be drinking. You know I could. <laughs> Each ale in this unique series is brewed in extremely limited quantities. Following a lengthy fermentation, it's aged in oak barrels, a different type of oak for each style. The oak aging process imparts a truly distinctive character. After bottling, it is allowed to rest in our cellars where natural carbonation slowly occurs. This ale will age very well. Store and serve at cellar temperatures. And I think we have, what, two bottles left? I think we might need to... You want to just check them out for a bit? Age it very well. At a cellar temperature, how does my uh, my guest shower sound for aging at a cellar temperature? It's in the basement of my house. Oh. I actually have a cellar. Do you? Well, my parents. That's where I've got the Mad Elf aging. Oh, oh Mad Elf. We'll sneak over there late one night. And totally <laughs> it's a couple, no. couple oh, cases of Mad in. Elf hanging out I just want, there. I'll steal one, They're I promise. camouflaged. Really? No. I can, so I that can your smell parents all, don't drink it by accident. They all have angry notes on them, though, and they're, like, covered in the back wall, and there's stuff in front of them, and the notes all say, do not open until this date. Seriously, please don't. Don't don't open this. <laughs> it's like, literally, they open the package, and every bottle's got a note. No, seriously, don't I wasn't kidding. Please stop. No, please stop. stop. No. I swear to God, no, if you pick up one pop more bottle. <laughs> you guys are too much. I uh, do I want to say something that I like about Allagash. There's a hundred things I like about Allagash, but... On the side of the bottle, it tells you the type of glass that you should drink it out of, as well as how... Usually it's an Allagash glass. <laughs> um, it doesn't actually say that. They're not... Be- well, and I don't think that the world knows. I, I haven't seen many Allagash glasses, not to lie. Now, Ian and I are a little spoiled. We happen to know an Allagash rep who came in... By chance. Did Wonderful woman. ...event... And uh, last year for Christmas, I was feeling a little brave, and so I bought some Allagash glasses. And, and they, yes, and you look dashing in that That's hat, Mister Rogue. Um, can you be a dashing rogue professor? That's a lot of adjectives. Be the professor of rogues. Be the dashing professor. Now it's just like an X Men thing. Oh. <laughs> but Rick's not that bad. Uh, but the what's really I great about these glasses. And I know we've talked a little more about glassware on this podcast than I ever expected to, but. The glass can make the experience in a lot of ways. And the Allagash logo is a leaf. 
what they did to their glasses, yes, it says Allagash on the outside, it has the leaf on the outside, but in the bottom of the glass on the inside is this little tiny leaf that they have sort of etched in there in some way. It's actually raised. And Susie explained it to us at one of these beer events. If you pour the beer into the glass and look at it, the leaf keeps the bubbles moving all the time. Like the beer never settles. It's always alive. And it's just, it really makes for a more engaged experience while you're drinking it. It's so much fun. It's pretty I, cool. I want one of those glasses. This, <laughs> uh, I think this need, we, need to, we need to connect. They sell them on this. their Ooh. website. It Do was... you think we could get Jay to put something like that in the bottom of one of his handmade glasses? Yeah. Like a, he could probably stamp it somehow. That's probably... I know that he... He stamps the outside of some of them. You put a DR. For Dashing Rogue. Yeah. <gasps> it's just happened. Game on. Boom. Sign that man up. Done. He's full of good ideas. That's what I... Idea, man. That's what I come with here. <laughs> what do you think? Have you ever drank out of a glass like that before? I have not. This is a fan... I want... A chalet. I, 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 want, I want this glass now. Cause I Can't was like, have it. I, well, I well, listen. All right. We're Ian was the benefactor one. who ordered it made. I am the rich benefactor. <laughs> rich benefactor. Slash. I, I, well, when I first saw it, actor. I was like, I want the Spider-Man glass. You know. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Does have like a web. It, it's got a web to feel it. to it. So I thought that seems pretty cool. I like any sort of goblets. Like when I was a kid, my dad had this. I still actually still have it. I st- when we moved out, I stole it from my house. I told my mom, I'm like, no. Guess what? You just told them you stole it. Uh, it's my mom. I don't oh, care. Okay. <laughs> my mom understands. I stole this from my house. Um, <laughs> It's not, we, I stole this from the museum. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I stole this from my house. It doesn't count. Uh, but it was like this big, my dad always had this big, it was like a Coca-Cola goblet. It was like, it, it was humongous. It was probably like a six inch it was diameter. It big gulp of Coca-Cola. It was, like, it was like, imagine, you know, like a Chimay glass. Imagine yeah. a Chimay glass gigantic is what this is. Like you have to hold Basically, it. Basically it was like hand. for a whole liter. Pretty much. It was and, like <laughs> the German Oktoberfest glass of coke yeah so i, I always that been great at a party <laughs> <laughs> what kind everyone, of coke am i talking about ah, everyone gets wired the high fructose corn syrup kind uh, yeah probably <laughs> i know it's just you know how everything every drug's made differently um you guys are terrible caffeine is a drug what it is it is starbucks is FDA. one of like they're a legitimately drug dealing Place. People have died from five hour energy recently, and they're broadcasting. In high school, people. I gave up caffeine for a year and a half because they told me it was a drug. And let me tell you, high school is the wrong time to give up caffeine. Uh, it was uh, a little rough. It's also, and the wrong time to listen to people. <laughs> have you not learned yet opposite, that I'm a really boring rule follower? So I made it through a year and a half. People would give me heck sometimes if I would have things like dark chocolate. Oh, heck. Yeah. I, I was hoping I was the only one that heard that. <laughs> People will give me heck. Oh, but gosh. now, I kid you not, gosh, and this is going to sound so bad. This is going to just be worse. This is just adding to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I have things like hot fudge, like the intensity of that dark chocolate just... I don't know. It makes me sweat. Like, I just absolutely, like, all of that. Like, because of guilt? or <laughs> I like to think it's because I had given up caffeine for that long, and so the having it hit me, all of that at once, I don't know. There's just certain things that still mess know, that, with me. That, that's just, I won't lie. That's kind of weird. Like, you're like, hot fudge makes me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of not the thing unless you're, like, you know, a 600-pound guy at Denny's <laughs> that just finished half the menu. 
And he's trying to get through that Sunday. And he's like, oh, it's hot fudge is making me sweat. I'll take you like know? two bites. And it's, so it's to me, it's not like, okay, I just ate a huge meal and now I'm polishing off dessert. But it'll be two bites and I'm like, I need a minute. And it's not like physical sweating. It's like hot flashes, I guess. I don't, okay, I'm just, I'm done. I'm fudge digging flashes. myself into got, a hole. Oh my God, she's got the fudge flash. The fudge flash. <laughs> doctor, what should we do? Do- doctor, what should we do? Sell that. I said, I'm going to say sell that space on her stomach for advertising. I need, <laughs> I need, we need some pretzels. Stat, come on. We have the support with the saltiness, don't you know? That's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I'm going to bring it back to Allagash real quick. Yes, bring Please it back do. to Allagash. Well, I'm also going to bring it back to drugs. So, <laughs> oh, no. Bring it back to, bring it back to drugs. Yes. Why not? Get us away from the fudge flashes. Uh, Allagash was basically... It was a gateway drug for me, as far as beer goes. I, uh, I was working with this woman, and she was uh, an, an assistant sommelier at a very nice restaurant downtown. And I went into her place of employ one night, had a great dinner, and on the beer menu, she recommended that I try this beer. And it was Allagash White, and I'd never had it before. A sommelier recommended Allagash White. Uh, yes, and Garrett Oliver has a fantastic wine cellar. <laughs> This is my skeptical face. I know. I was like, I'm loving your face right now with that. <laughs> this is like the sound like, huh? All right. The restaurant was Barclay Prime. Like the... I love Barclay. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Do I want to go there and drink Allagash White? No, you probably don't. Let me finish my story. Gosh darn it. Let me... <laughs> Stop giving me all this heck. <laughs> all right. So I went and I, I tried the Allagash White. And I was... It was pretty darn good. And... Was I, it darn good? It was, it was dang good, no. probably. Okay. So, and then I went out and I bought a case of it. And I spent probably more money on that case of beer than I'd ever spent on any case of beer in my life. And up, up until then. Let me yeah, you should clarify. To, <laughs> to that point. So, yes, I was still young, new to the world of, of craft beer. And I loved every bottle of it. And I'm pretty sure I probably got two or three cases of it. And then I found out that Allagash made other beers too, especially these large format, fantastic bottles. And I started trying those, and I was like, "The heck with this Allagash White!" You know, I'm I'm out of here. Moving on now. To follow up, I, I agree, Allagash White. It's it's a fine, fine beer. It's a standard. Yes, and Rob Todd. The, the man himself, when he tweets, he's always talking about how he's sitting around drinking Allagash White. That's what he drinks. That's his go-to beer. The man himself uh, drinks that. And I was having a conversation with uh, uh, one of the bar managers last night, and he was saying that I was, I was you know, kind of giving them some heck about their, uh, yeah, <laughs> just rolls off the tongue now, doesn't the word, it? It's the word of the day. This has made it's, my life. It's a charming, charming word. <laughs> I'm re- eventually, awesome. as we're going to get through it, it's going to be like Pee Wee's Playhouse. And whenever, every time someone says heck, we just go, ah! This chair is going to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was kind of t- talking about the mirror menu with him. And he mentioned that there were some that were just never going to leave. And he mentioned Allagash White. And I kind of scoffed at him. And he's like, hey, you know what? I used to think that way. And then I had one the other night. Again, after a long time. And he's like, I can't get enough of it. I'm drinking it. I'll drink three or four at a time. He's like, I'll just sit around drinking Allagash White all the time. It is great. And I was like, all right, admittedly, I haven't had it in probably five or six years. And he's like, you need to try it. 
So I will, I will take that challenge the next time I'm around somewhere that has the option. I will revisit the Allagash White, the, the beer that helped me love beer even more. I will say this about Allagash White. What it means to me is that a bar cares about, you know, their draft list and that they're trying. And I understand that not everyone has the ability, depending on their clientele and their neighborhood and just price points and whatnot. Not every bar has the ability to have the draft list that we would prefer or if we had to that we would have yeah like if we mm. went to pick our own you know eight to ten drafts would that be great to just have that in your home oh my gosh yes oh stop it just like eight please cause awesome get, tap just along cause, the because on a bad on a bad day you could just find a really good for me it was a really good beer i could just be like just and just instant smile it's just I feel you don't even now. need a glass you could just like stick just, your face under <laughs> that's like a water tap Hey, it's your own apartment, whatever you want. It's fine. So, but that's what Allagash White means to me. Um, beyond that, chances are I'm still not going to order When's the one. last time you had it? Uh, I'm going to say maybe two years ago. But you like those kind of beers. I do. It's general. totally my style. And the other thing is I love <clears throat> Belgians, and that's what Allagash does is yeah. like American twists on Belgian recipes. They'll and so knock it's them dead, too. They're awesome. A perfect combo for my Hugh. palate. Mm. Oh yes, Ian loves his Hume alone. <laughs> but um, I don't. A, I would have to. I would have a little bit of trouble naming which Allagash is my favorite. Though, <laughs> hands down, Flux is twenty eleven. Oh, is that the sour? That no, it wasn't really sour. That's the crazy one we had at Pinocchio's out in Media, and I just loved it. I mean, this it was is, a, maybe a little there? sour. Oh, I've been to Pinocchio. Yeah. Have you been to the restaurant or just the beer shop? I both. Okay. I've been to both. We the actually just time... went there. We actually just went there recently. Because um, what we were, oh, we were stopping because it was a, a friend of mine's like kind of welcome home party. She's been living out in LA for years and they were going to Sligo and Media. Okay. And we needed to go to dinner. I said, well, let's go to Pinocchio's. We hadn't, I hadn't been to Pinocchio's in a while. I didn't even realize how much they kind of redid the interior a little bit more. People don't get it. It's a pizza joint. It's a pizza joint with the best beer list you nah, could ever imagine. It's a imagine. beer well, actually, joint with no, a they, pizza list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A beer, well, it's, I think that's where they've gotten their money now because yeah. some of the stuff I had, I had like a, uh, like a, uh, this, what was it? Uh, some kind of, it was a burger, like Chipotle burger on like a, Pretzel roll, man. Oh like, everything gosh. was like pretzel stuff because it was it was Oktoberfest. Oh, that's they, right. do, like they pretzel, do great everything. theme stuff. I gotta say, yeah, their theme stuff. Their the pretzel roll was, was delicious. Nice. So Ian and I went there once for Allagash night. They did a tap takeover. There was so much Allagash. It was it was, it was awesome. Our friend Susie was there, the beer rep. I wore my Allagash T-shirt. He wore his Allagash hat, which is only like a silly thing to say, except they knew why we were there then, and so they kept like um, Dan is there beer expert who runs the bottle shop he does a he's darn good awesome job. yeah those guys those guys are fantastic any questions i had about something that i was looking for they and were he like knows it yes, inside yes, out yes uh, no but we're looking into it they yeah were absolutely fantastic he kept coming over and bringing us samples to make He'd sure like, oh that, hey i have this one not on the menu but you guys look like you should probably try it here's a glass oh, thanks that's where we learned about the glasses with the leaves in the bottom and all of that so mm -hmm. Definitely cannot say enough. And where we good learned things. about the benefit of chatting up the bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. That never well, stopped. That's not where I learned it, but we did that tonight too. We went to a new restaurant in Ardmore. And you know, who goes out on a Saturday night in a nice town like that without reservations but us? 
And we walk in and Ian's like, well, we could just sit at the bar if that would work. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Well, it took, what, like three minutes before we were chatting with the bartender. It was awesome. They were in purple shirts with matching ties. And it, it looked so fantastic. It was, it was a nice place. I quite liked it. And I'd go back. The scallops were pretty awesome. They escaped, oh, yeah. And you, didn't, and you didn't call me. I'm right around there. You said, I didn't know how close. He said, have them meet us for dinner. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know where you Thank lived. You. Thank you. Thank you, I Ian. thought of you. I thought Thank of you. you. I, Thank you. I often Always caring. You. Always caring. Guess what? Leaving me hanging. We had you meet us you here were. where we had the curio cold and waiting for you. Touche. All right. I'll give you that point and land before time. And that's the only reason I'll forgive you. Just <laughs> okay, but the penguins. Ian, you're not helping. <laughs> that's right. Technically, there is no hockey. There is now. no hockey so, this year, so we cannot So right now, talk we hockey. can't fight. We, we have good beer and we can't fight. Can we talk about that on. real quick, though? Okay. I think hockey lost like half of its viewership the first time or the last time they went on strike. I think. Oh just, no! This is they're killing. Th- this is here. ridiculous because honestly, I'm I'm a diehard fan when it comes to hockey. I actually won at a scholarship gala on a silent auction, like second row seats for this season. Oh and no! And now, if and when hockey ever decides to come back, I want to sell them because I'm just like, no, I'm I can't believe this. I'm totally fed up. Yeah. And this is from a kid that like grew up diehard favorite sport. I'm just sickened by. I'm. Just I've heard so many people expressing a similar sentiment. Where I wasn't like, I sickened by the hockey. first lockout. This lockout, I'm just like, I don't, it's, I, I don't even want to, I don't know. Can we get back to beer? I'm just, just going to say this. I just want to get back to beer now. Two things on that topic. Neither of them are about the strikes, so I feel comfortable saying them. <laughs> Number one, I did not like hockey until I saw it live. I thought it was quite fantastic that, to watch that, live. You have to. Part Especially from the second row. It's great. <laughs> oh. Uh, I am, I was a soccer player. Play. <laughs> it's, it's way better. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got second row to the Disney Princess on Ice show. <laughs> that could be fun, too. Yeah. Only, um, only if they have Ariel. Love me the redheads. Oh, yes. Right? That's what I swear. That's what I I attribute my my my, uh, my complete affinity for redheads was when I was a kid. To the Little Mermaid? It's a Little Mermaid oh, as a creepy, kid. Buddy. It's creepy. <laughs> no, I was like six and I was like, this is my favorite movie. And it's like always that I thought it was thing. a bikini shell thing <laughs> yeah. going on there. No, nah, the show. I mean, she was the closest thing like, to I didn't even know what done. color her hair was. What are you talking about? <laughs> she, has <laughs> <hair>? <laughs> she has hair? She has hair? She has a tail? <laughs> Where does it? I don't understand. Well, technically, she was the only one that was showing it. I mean, Jasmine, come on, had the midriff going. That's true. There was just this period in the 90s where there was so much Disney princess belly button. Well, Pocahontas, too. Yeah. Pocahontas was like, I can be short skirt. You know, let's go. It's Secondly, hide. on the hockey front. <laughs> Um, that's when I knew I moved to Philly is when I went to a Flyers game and Did they throw I, batteries at Santa Claus? <laughs> it was just He was drunk, by the way. I Whatever. had really decent seats. They were given to me by a friend. Uh we were right around you center be ice. Too if you were sent. <laughs> it's true. Um it's a terrible job. There were times that I wanted to duck. There were times where I was looking around like, please don't think I'm the one saying these terrible things, but people were just dreadful and vulgar and i was like ah and i'm in philly this is exactly what everyone always said i'll say philly, philly is rough but i hate the rap that ever that it, that, that it gets that we're the only ones that do it i'm like yeah they're they? pretty much all terrible like go to any city <laughs> any and you see fan. that stuff happening sports fans are intense they're, I mean, uh, they're very also, who was that guy that like Got beaten into a coma after like a Giants game or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that was out, yeah, that was out. It's like uh, yeah, we don't kill people. We just throw batteries at Santa Claus. Uh, no, actually, they someone did get killed. Yeah, in people's How long have but, you been around? But Could no, but that. but things are crazy. I had a friend that went to Cal Berkeley and he went to like a Dodgers Giants game, 
And he didn't care either way. He's from Philly. He's a Phillies fan. He just wanted to go to a baseball game. Right. Baseball's a great game. And he was wearing a a blue, royal blue polo shirt that just happened to look like Dodgers blue. And this Latino gang with like bandanas across their face with the gi- with like the Giants logo come up and go, Hey, cabron. You la- so I see blue, huh? You like the Dodgers, huh? And he's just like pulling his girlfriend like, babe, we gotta go. We gotta go. And she's Aww. like, what? What are you talking about? And They just seem like, friendly. <laughs> and there's just like Latino gang dressed all in Giants gear about to beat him up because they think he's a Dodgers fan. So I'm like. Oh, I thought you were saying because they were Latino. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Whoa. This is so risque. Man. We got drugs. We got bourbon brings out the worst in you guys. Bourbon brings say. out the best in us. We got we got we got gay he man, gay he man, and Latino jokes. Tune in, fans. Here we go. I can read the summary well, that's going already. To my yeah. <laughs> this this is, will be like the most popular podcast we've ever done. This is going to be tweeted hashtag White People Drinking. This is this is what's going on right now. And what everyone will think is a bunch of rednecks with like trucker hats. Drinking out of like, you know, tin cans. <laughs> Drinking some moonshine. And we're gonna say it's gonna be this one this episode. This is our like, bourbon barrel aged eleven percent. This bourbon aged Gallagash <laughs> brings out the Latino fighter in me with a bandana. Did a you bandito. see what He Man was wearing for his date with Ariel? Presumably oh, unbelievable. I mean, who wears that much leather? Unless That's you're true. He Man barely wore anything at all. Yeah. Talking of. Uh, you know. Yep. Stuff we shouldn't Cartoon be. nudity. Uh, Back yeah. to that again, are we? Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. Uh, They're redoing that. It's going to happen. He-Man's coming back. Um, Live action. There's a couple things that have come back recently that I really wish had not like come Red back. Like Red Dawn? Oh, my God. Red Dawn is cracking me up that it's coming back. Because I love that apparently... I forget what, what the whole idea was. They realized, well, we can't do the Russians since the Cold War is over. <laughs> right. No one's afraid of the Russians anymore. So, so they decided on Korea. Korea. I'm like, oh. Like all 20 of them? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? They're going to occupy America? Where everyone has a gun? Please. <laughs> like, good luck. I don't know if Korea can occupy... We welcome like, the challenge. Korea yeah. can they can't occupy even occupy Korea. Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it's divided, for God's sake. You can't even get they whatever. They tried really hard. Just they said we can't it. get past the 38th like, parallel, but damn it, we could get past Michigan. Yeah, they don't even have electricity. <laughs> they have like marshmallow guns. And yeah. <laughs> it's just um, yeah. it's, uh, Hollywood at its finest. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like when they made Troy. Good God, what a terrible uh, Tro- film. Oh, Troy. Troy, I had such high hopes for. Oh my God, I did too. I went there with a whole bunch of folks who had just finished I will doing say, the Troy only good moment, the only good moment of that whole movie was like the one battle scene where it's like, you know, you pit your best warrior against ours. And Brad Pitt comes out as Achilles. And well, just, like the very, the opening scene. Yeah, opening scene. And like the dude's like this big, yeah, huge, like seven foot part. guy. And he just, he just runs up and goes, neck. And, and he's all like hung over and crap. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> hung over. He just banged 12 chicks. He just runs up, stabs him in the neck and just goes, all right, I'm going back to my boobs. Cool. And like the guy just dies. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of badass. And you watch the rest of the movie and you go, what, what, why did I put... The only part I kind of liked was uh, when when the city counterattacked and they like had those huge balls of twine that they just lit on fire and like rolled through the camp. Yeah, and that was actually that was a real tactic. And I can't imagine how devastating that would be to just have a huge rolling balls of fire come down a hill and like yeah. tear through your camp. It's just like everything's lighting on fire. 
I want to be the guy that like realizes doesn't really fully grasp what's getting on because you know like when you wake up in the morning you're not, not you're everybody's all there. There's you that one guy that just wakes I'm up and goes. I'm pretty good at waking up. Everyone's like, Flonius, dude, why are you so loud? I'm sorry. Why the heck are you so loud? <laughs> why the heck? Are you, oh, what did? And he just and he just gets out of bed. He's like, oh man, why is it so warm? And he turns and he sees a rolling ball. Holy crap! And this seems like a rolling ball because there's always that guy yeah. in the morning. I mean, yeah. I don't think any but every single person in the military now wakes up and goes, "All right, ready to fight." No, there's gonna be one guy that's gonna be that guy that's like, like dude, don't God. You guys sound like me in Gods and Generals, where I sat there for three and a half hours waiting for Stonewall Jackson to die. <laughs> and for the record, it happens in the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> I cheered out loud. That's I was so you. excited. I was like, "It's about time!" <laughs> like, it was such well, a. How about long... the fact that they changed? History? Historical fiction for Troy. Like, the story that they told was barely the story of Troy. Yeah, and, and the way Achilles died, I'm like, oh, come on. Paris, I'm this amazing shot. Oh, damn it, I got your heel. But apparently that's the weak spot. But it tripped him into a spike or something. It's just like, what are you doing? It made him turn Ugh. around so he could shoot him in the chest. I'm like, no, because you couldn't that's shoot him. our American version of history. We're just making it more entertaining. Hey, I'm all about, you know, the winners writing history and all that. But if it's already written, just, and it's already good. It's good. It was an exciting story. It was an freaking epic. <laughs> it, it, was in, it was basically why the word epic was invented. It yes, was. that's true. Good and point. You, and you just had to make it better. Air quotes. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. There is a reason that people don't go see movies anymore and they're watching TV because it's a hell of a lot, a heck of a lot better. Oh, you guys are, you're losing it. All right. I wouldn't, I, can I go into that point a little bit? Yes. We should maybe talk about Agash a little more later. But anyway, I want to say that about Argo now that I finally saw it. The history is that good. And I'm going to say that 85% of what they showed in Hollywood was what really happened. And I was really nervous. According to legend. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I'm saying that is obviously, you know, it's a well-documented historical thing. I read a book about it by the guy who... It um, happened not that long ago. There were people around. Yeah, exactly. It's still, you know, <laughs> still the there. people are still alive. They lived through it, whatnot. Um, I was just relieved more than anything that someone finally acknowledged the fact. Now, what I didn't realize is that Ben Affleck and George Clooney basically with the people who produced that movie. Oh, you yeah, didn't realize yeah. that? Ben Affleck's fantastic ben, behind ben, the camera. Uh, which, uh, amazing the fact is, three years ago, I would never have thought that sentence would come out of anyone's mouth. And then you mouth. saw Gone Baby Gone. And that wasn't good. Well, actually, Gone Baby Gone, I still have yet to see, but the oh, town. Man. I, I saw, saw the that, town. I saw Gone Baby Gone, and I was just like... I'm impressed with his director, like the, 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 the director abilities that he's been doing with fantastic. some of the movies. He's been... I'm like, look at you saying, damn it, Matt Damon's not the only one with talent. <laughs> I did reindeer games. <laughs> well, I think he saw that episode of Family Guy where it's basically Matt Damon writing the script. He goes, there, done, goodwill hunting. And there's Ben Affleck on the couch going, hey, man, put my name on it. <laughs> I no, saw that. Dude, I just wrote this. And I think he looked at that and went, you know what? Screw them. I'm going to do some stuff. And he's actually, I'm fully impressed yeah. with some of the stuff he's come out with. And Argo, I'm glad you're saying good things because I looked at that and I said, I, like when I saw that trailer like months ago, I was like, I saw it pop out. I said, this Here's looks really thing. cool. And Jason laughed at me. Uh-oh. Ian laughed too. He wasn't there. <laughs> um, so they changed the end a little. And I don't think that I'm going to ruin it by saying that because if you 
read anything about it, you know how it ends. Mm -hmm. Um, But they changed the end a little bit just to make it a little more dramatic and to add some tension. Mm -hmm. I was a basket case and a half from about ah, six minutes into the movie until the end. And it's exactly two hours long. I just needed someone needed to cut the tension for me. Like I was like, I find someone get me. I need a glass of wine. I need a chocolate bar. I need something. This is just driving me crazy. I need some hot fudge <laughs> so I can sweat and you can cut I this tension <laughs> with a knife like hot oh, knife for... through butter. What am I talking about? For all the heck, give me some hot fudge. Uh, Maybe that would have helped. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes, see it. It's amazing. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. true to form. He did awesome. Uh, amazingly, he does not exactly pull off Antonio Mendez. He does not look Latino. <laughs> no matter okay, how I didn't realize tried. that was the character name. Yes. If so, that's hilarious. Yes, it really, really is. Uh, at the end of the movie, they show you the real people and then the people that they cast, you know, mm-hmm. to play them. And they did amazing for all of them. There's a lot of famous people in they the movie. They should have had Mendez make his disguise yeah <laughs> mendez was the master of disguise that's what the book is called that it's based on and mm-hmm. he was really the best at what he did he did exfiltrations you know he worked at, at getting spies out of countries and all of that um but ben affleck talented and awesome and good and as he is he is not let you know you know you're never going to change that wow why well, you figure you figure i think he was the spearhead behind i think he so was basically the you're trying behind. to say that mendez was trying to start a fight at a baseball game <laughs> <laughs> well i think as he because ben affleck was the spirit well, behind no, it i think if you're behind it you're kind of like he's kind of like well i kind of did all this stuff i kind of want to be in it this yeah. is what i want and it so, was the you know it was the time it was and what, how many early bad 80s, plays so, have you seen that started that way yeah. <laughs> he could grow the full beard and he's got the dark features and so i mean it worked but compared to how dead on some of the other castings were it was just okay yeah that's they were just the like, they were guy. just like well ben how latino are you i, I dated j-lo oh Anyone? that's enough yeah it's by he was by proxy that makes him more latino than me yeah. no i tan very well for the record <laughs> when i come home from a week in the dominican people are like really oh you poor thing <laughs> yeah. wow this is first world problems first right again, <laughs> Oh, God, I came over to the Dominican. I'm so dark. Where's my hot fudge? <laughs> Where's my hot fudge? I'm not confiding anything in you guys anymore. <laughs> all of my girly all, secrets are going to be This is a public married. podcast. You can't <laughs> yeah, confide anything. It's not confiding. It's just saying it. It's uh, the last podcast with, with me because they're like, Rich, Lee, Rich just gangs up with Ian and they just take any bit of information I give them and roll with it. Uh, what I want to say up. is, I'd welcome you back. <laughs> I have I have recently listened to some of our old podcasts because I love that. Somehow, That's when I'm stuck in traffic, it makes you guys are way better company than whatever commercials are on the radio. Um, <laughs> wow! But there was the one episode where you and Max had like a pun off. It was like bad pun oh, after no, bad pun. No, he totally won that. He did. Mm. However, I'm going to say that if you ever want to redo this, Rich Lee could bring a serious. I would game. bring the noise. To the bad pun game. So and it's funny we'll do we're fifty four minutes in, so we can't start now. But on another Cousin Max, episode, Cousin Max versus Rich Lee, maybe. And then you and I are like keeping score we'll in the corner the or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. I just feel like that's something that's he he's very gifted in. And well, because back because it's funny. This making me think of beer was actually a point I had thought of um, around when we I forget what beer you were talking about, but it, oh, it was the the bourbon, the bourbon barrel. is is the fact of bad puns and beer names. Apparently oh my lord! Oh, they love the heck out they, of them. Oh my god, they they absolutely love the heck out of them. 
with that. It's it's so many. Uh, you go through any kind of beer store. I would love to just find, just make a selection of best bad beer name puns. We could probably do a top ten someday. That would be kind of awesome. Yeah. Top ten beer puns. Yep. Because there's plenty of them out there. There's Send always... us your favorites, folks. Just find us at facebook.com slash dashing rogue and make sure you post on our wall your favorite. Or tweet it to us. Tweet it. I'm at beer mistress. At dashing underscore rogue. There's Might no... be changing soon to the professor. No. <laughs> I think that one's been taken for years now, but good luck. Really? By whom? By See my proper use of that? I should be a professor. Wow. Have another beer. We'll see what you're teaching us in a minute. <laughs> Been schooling you all night. Woo! Ow! Wait, no, Damn. no pun game. <laughs> Not yet. That that's for Richley's second appearance. That's right. There will be a whiteboard, a scoreboard, and official rules. A whiteboard oh, and man, a scoreboard. It's... Yes. What are we gonna do with the whiteboard? Draw pictures of inappropriate things. So we're gonna play Pictionary. <laughs> Pictionary. Yeah. Pictionary. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. <laughs> jackal. Is it a jackal? Jackal. Jackal. It wasn't a jackal the first time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is about that. Sometimes if you say it four times, you're more convinced that it's true. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's like George Carlin saying, just if, if you lost something, yeah, let's check your pockets 53 times because it'll magically appear there. <laughs> it really will, though. Sometimes. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, where are my keys? And I'll go pocket, 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 pocket. And then I'll like look all over the house and then be like, no. oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one pocket it's ever in, and that is what, after starter jackets began the trend, is the secret inner pocket that everything I, just guys goes have that. and I don't stays know, there mummified. Jack, I, I think coats have that. Like, the coats like have a, I never had like a, a suit well, I never jacket. had a real suit coat. Jacket. Suit jacket. Well, suit jackets have they it, have but I feel... They have that awesome inside pocket. They That's do where have you the keep awesome your inside pocket. I, they do have the awesome inside so pocket. So when people mug you, you can go, well, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel it doesn't so have that unseemly bulge in the back of your pants. But, but I feel at the same time though, the, these suit ones don't have like a, a really a closure for it. So usually, eventually, it'll fall out. Eventually, if you're Are like, you like doing handsprings in your suit. Well, jackets? if you fold the jacket over, you figure what? You take the jacket off. You sometimes roll it over your hand. Yeah. It's going to fall take out. Off a His name is Rich Lee. He's a ninja. Of course, he's doing handsprings in a yes, suit. What are you talking exactly. about? Well, why is he taking off his jacket? Well, sometimes one looks things much get less worn. gentlemanly. When Listen, if you off. try to do a handspring with a jacket on and you don't lose it, then that's that's a skill uh, right there. <laughs> challenge I accepted. Bet Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Ja- I bet he could do a couple. Jackie Chan. Okay, I may give you Jackie While Chan. While it's still that. intact. Well, yeah. While it's still intact. But like the starter dragon had like the Velcro and it like sealed it so you would forget to look there. Velcro. All right. I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there. All right, we're we're going to have our pun off between pun off? you and Cousin Max, and whoever loses has to do backhand springs in a suit. Backhand? With a wallet Wait, in backhand their... Backhand Backhand, Jesus Christ. You just Christ. made that way more difficult all of a what sudden. Do I look like? What do I look like? The Olympic, uh, Olympic gymnast team they, there? You know what? They should have a wallet in every pocket in the suit, and whoever loses more wallets. <laughs> I like that. In case of a tie, that's how yeah. they have to bring loses it. Loses more wallets. Well, there eight wallets I think we should, do, I think we should do cartwheels with many wallets in a suit while making puns. Let's do. <gasps> let's just make it full on. That sounds like an Olympic sport to me. Well, this is heck, like, I'm game. We are going to form a, a, a... I started it in college. We're going to start it again with this. We can start the Beer Olympics, and we can start beer challenges with that. Uh, Whilst drinking beer. Challenge Whilst? That was Whilst. the best... Wait. What? Drinking and cartwheeling? That sounds messy. He just, just upped your hoom centri- to a whilst. I'm the just going to say that. Yes. force. No, you, take, you, you drink before. You drink oh, you down said, wow. cartwheel. Well, if you can do a one-handed one without spilling a beer, that's a talent. Me, or what no. about like a strappy thing with a straw? A strappy thing. Like a well, straw? Like a, oh, come on. We're bringing like down the classic b- with a the straw. What are they called? A papoose? 
Papoose? Is that, that what papoose? they are? Is that what they You mean you're like swaddling a baby, but instead of a baby, it's like it's a, no, a growler? A it's no, a the growler. Baby, one of those like little kegs. <laughs> is it like, kegs? what is it, the Bjorn whatever? Baby Bjorn, yeah. Baby Bjorn. Yeah. That always makes me like a Bjork, but I don't know why. <laughs> Bjorn. She's awesome. Just that instead of a baby, Creepy. you just have an actual like bottle that's connected somehow. With a straw, probably. With a straw. I don't, Bendy do, straw. Do you, work a, do you risk a straw to lose? Because I feel like you lose a half a classy when you put the straw in. Oh, you sure do, but you're also doing cartwheels so that just that's lost the take. rest of your classy I know. oh yeah that's that's a give or take it's a give or take situation you can go either no, way i'm pretty sure that's just a take <laughs> just a, that's that's a just, take away of the class full, that's, a, <laughs> that's a full take right there it's gone so i'm gonna remind our listeners that two podcasts ago we definitely focused on the brother Thelonious because of a listener recommendation and today we are enjoying this delicious Allagash curio because of what else you got another yeah. another listener recommendation so in the meantime we, we are... also have a potential future one upcoming with uh Nora's Facebook Nora post. did post we something gotta, we gotta find our way to that beer I've never heard of it I have I've never, never tried I... it I I'm Content to track it down, though. Oh, it's like a mustard beer or something. Yes, I don't even know. mustard beer. I yeah. know, but it she is... said all of the beer lovers in her life have raved about this beer, so yeah. we've got to find I, it. I got to imagine it's better good. than mustard gas. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like what you guys need to do, and before I forget about it, what I read about was the new Guinness World Record highest proof beer. Scott. Oh yeah, the atomic thermonuclear penguin. We've mentioned it before. Have you mentioned it before? Sink the Bismarck, whatever it is. That's insane. I I just don't know if we can get our hands. You on can. It. You get shipped. Honestly, thing. you can get it shipped to America if you go to their website. Can you get it shipped to Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, I think you can get it shipped. It says it's it's about eighty. I think it's actually. I'll what tell you what. You foot the bill. We'll happily say, podcast it, I'm, and you can come drink it with us. I'm doing it. Well, that well, could be your repeat we, performance. Well, we would, have, we would have to. We would have to include uh, one of my friends who I said, "I'm like, yo, you want to split this and let's do it?" Because it was like, well, I by think, split, you mean like have a shot? It's forty, fifty. Well, proof. yes, no, I mean split the cost. Okay. Because it's eighty bucks. Because to get it shipped, it was because five minutes into the podcast, we will not be coherent anymore. 40, yeah. <laughs> it was forty-four. So we're all drinking a bottle of the new Sink the Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely. It was like it was like a simpler name or something. It was something. It was something like that. But it, but I read about it. and I said this seems intriguing. And I went to the website, and you can get it shipped for, for as I said, forty-four pounds. It listed. So I all just right. Doubled so that. listeners, because of the current exchange Boom. rate with pounds, if you just wanted send to send a dollar or two. Uh, us at dashingrogue.com and as soon as we have the 44 pounds worth of american dollars we will order ourselves and um the guinness World you can World. send in all your shipping. questions oh uh, still need to buy the beer and they need to have it in stock what they said i think they know they listen to the website like we'll find it in the beer was 44 pounds. and if our That's listeners demand it we will find it yes all right but in the meantime, if you would like to recommend other beers, like... We'd love to drink them. Actual, conventional, maybe the store will have them <laughs> beers. We encourage that, too. Again, send them on Twitter, send them on Facebook, or always at DashingRogue.com. We have uh, more episodes recorded that hope we hopefully will be hitting soon so that you can enjoy uh, mine and Ian's face while we're cooking because that's just, you know, I'm sorry we try. <laughs> charming it's charming uh until next time thank you so much for joining us we had a great time with you today and we welcome rich lee back anytime because mm. he was an absolute rock star today sweet sassy let's go i'm this down with drinking some beer and talking about it shannon your beer mistress find me on twitter
This is the professor. Oh, you wish. <laughs> and Rich Lee here for your Land Before Time exploits. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great one.